Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with the shit. Hmm. True. Late nights, early mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, yeah. whatever yeah, it, it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but yeah. you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm-hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. What's well, on with it, my wealthy people? It is your guy, David Bellard. One of the hosts of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. You are now tapped in to one of the greatest shows on the planet, man. I'm here with my you know brother Jalen Clark. How you living, dog? What's good? What's up with the it, people? It's your boy Jalen, man. Another host of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. I'm feeling great, man. It's December 4th. It's cold as hell. <sighs> Shout out to the Alphas. You already know how we do. I had to put it out. Happy there, Founders bro. Day, man. I ain't, ain't going to be a hating man. ass nigga. I, happy Founders you, Day, brother. You know uh, I don't be a head-ass nigga all the time. You, you, you gonna be but I'm going to be a head-ass head nigga cool. today, man. It's cool. Nah, you're you a head-ass often. But it's no, cool. not, not really, man. It's cool, man. But nah, happy Founders Day to you, my Appreciate brother. You, Definitely. My brother. Um, today is great. I'm feeling pretty damn good myself. Excited about today's episode. Uh, this is something that's been in the works. This is a person Fuck. whose influence we felt um, many times over. And we're glad that we're able to finally get her on the platform. Uh, Been hearing praises about her for years now. And Mm -hmm. we're gracious to make this happen today. So for the people that's listening, um, before I get to introducing our guests, I always got to ask you, make sure you leave that five-star rating and review. And you like, subscribe, rate, comment on whatever platform it is that you're listening to. Uh, It continues to help us grow the show. But yes, this lady here, uh, she is making a massive Boss. impact in Dallas. She is in the trucking industry, which is something that we've touched on a few different times. Uh, I like to touch on the trucking industry because 
it's something that's a needs based industry. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you get in a store, in a it, nothing that you touch on a day to day basis that wasn't in a truck, train, or plane that had to go through logistics. It's a six trillion dollar industry, and it's a Talk lot of opportunity for our people to make money in this industry. And she is leading by example. She, a, a black woman in Dallas in the trucking industry, has built a billion dollar tribe, Dominating. y'all. That's billion with a B of her and her mentees in this industry and is showing people actively how they can build and grow their own business and change the course of their family. Like mm. this woman, her story is powerful. She done overcame a lot of challenges and I'm excited and ecstatic to introduce to y'all. It's a lot of people that, that claim the word guru, but they don't have the backing behind it. She is she a guru in the real sense, y'all. None other we than give her the word guru, man. She's really doing this shit. She's doing this shit in real life, for real. So we have none other than Miss Kiara Henderson, aka the trucking guru. Kiara, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That's a hell of an introduction. Hey, hey look, I, I, this man is like the master of introductions, though. I love it. Hey, that's this is what I do. This is what I do. So Kiara, we are ecstatic to have you on our show today. Thank you for Definitely. having me. Uh, we are welcome, welcome. So yeah. I know I just gave you a lovely introduction. We would love to for you just to introduce yourself to our audience before we get started. All right. Well, do I look here? Yes, yep. Okay, good. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kiara Henderson, the trucking guru, um, multimillionaire, mega fleet owner, boss. There you go. Boom. Sum it up. <laughs> I love it. Hello. Short, sweet to the yeah. point. So, Kiara, uh, I mentioned at the beginning, we like to start at the beginning with a lot of people, that you had some challenges that you overcame. So, we be, in our, we be in our bag, we be researching, we be looking into things, right? So, before you got into the industry, correct me if I'm wrong, you were a single mother of three, and you had a felony, and you had no formal education. So, like, mm-hmm. many people, they look at that, they're in mm-hmm. them situations, they're like, man, it's over for me, I'm cooked. So, yeah. like... I want to ask you, what was that turning point for you whenever you recognized that you could take your situation and turn it into what you've built now? My turning point was when I left my comfort zone. I got a job that was actually paying me the most I had ever made in logistics. Um, And my ex told me that I should do it for myself. And I was afraid because, like you said, I have not one felony, a bunch of felonies, single mom, um, no high school diploma, no GED, all that good shit. And it was hard to get a job. So I wanted to cling to it. But once he told me to quit and actually, you know, do do it for yourself, the first week that I did it was when I was like, oh, shit, I really can push this because I made $10,000 that week. So for me, that was income tax return every year. That's what I used to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So to make that in a week, I knew at that point I can make a million dollars a week. I knew that there was no stopping me once I did that. Wow. Wow. That, that is crazy. I, I got a question. So mm-hmm. with the felonies, was it like, can you talk about what it was? Uh-huh. Okay. What, what, what had got you in trouble? And I'm, I'm asking this to make a point. Oh, um, <clears throat> I beat bitches up. Okay. <laughs> I used to be really timid actually at one point in my life. And so my mom got me trained mm. and I used to be really good at boxing to where I used to want to do it professionally. And so my hands are certified. So, um, yeah. unfortunately, I was a young 17-year-old pregnant with my oldest, mm-hmm. and a girl came to my house, and she wanted me to whoop her ass, so I did. But in the state of Texas, they only had to prove three things. It was done in that day, done in that county. What was uh, what was used was a felony. So that's right. how I got my first felony. And then from there, um, I ain't never been a lazy person to where money, 
I had to have being a mom. Mm-hmm. My kids changed my life. So um, me not being able to pay for rent and water and all that other shit, I couldn't take the nose from the fel- the first felony. So I started moving weight. So that was pretty much and, and the beginning the reason, of it. <laughs> and the reason why I ask that, because a lot of times people think that coming from that lifestyle that, you know, they can't be dominant in enterprise. But I think that it makes you that much more oh cunning in being a legitimate business because you understand business. If you can evade the police, mm-hmm. if you know how to make sure you're getting your money on yes. time, right? Like you have to have a supply. So you understand logistics. Mm-hmm. You can't how sue you nobody. Your supply, yes. Right. Like you're you're going through all of these things. If you take it and you apply this on a legitimate scale where you don't have to worry about ducking the police, you know how crazy you can take some shit. Do you know the majority of the people that I the, the trucks that I personally run used to be from the street? Like, mm. my circle, I made them all invest, get trucks. Um, one of them is actually, like, in my tribe on the daily, and he will shout it from the mountaintops. Like, the hustlers do way better at entrepreneurship because we're not used to things being given to us. Our mentality is we got to get it for ourselves. So especially in transportation, I'm learning those without the – I had a lady that had, like, 26 degrees, and she couldn't move a truck for shit. Really? Yeah. Too analytical. Had yeah, to it, had to have everything yeah. lined up. And they not, overcomplicate it. They mm-hmm. don't get it that all you got to do is get this load, give it to this driver, you get 10, 15%. That's it. Mm. The hustlers, they be like, that's it. That's all I got to do. Shit, let's go. <laughs> you find and this load do. and make it happen. Yeah, that's it. So, Kier, you said that your first, you were, what were you working in originally? Was it dispatching? When I first started on my own or for a company? For a company. <sighs> I lied on my resume when I was actually a planner. Um, when I was working for Schneider, we were doing dry bulk sand. And I had to basically babysit all of the drivers and make sure that they got to their destination on time. I was a planner. I planned out their loads and their days for them. I thought that was the same thing as independent dispatching, and it is not. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. What, so what's, what's the difference? Well, when I took my first week at dispatching I learned that I literally am the heartbeat for this company this family this man with these kids if I don't find a good load for him find a good backhaul for him he's not going to move he's not going to make money like I've had people come to me to where I was their last leg like if you can't do this I got to sell my business I'm, I'm done so dispatching independently is way different than planning or dispatching for a major company because they have the loads already. Mm-hmm. I got to go get the freight for them. So it's, it's a huge difference. Celebrate 50 years of the Timberland original yellow boot and the culture that made it an icon. The Timberland hip hop royalty boot remixes the classic in a glorious purple waterproof leather with premium crafted details inspired by the four pillars of hip hop, DJing, graffiti, emceeing, and breakdancing. Get yours in select stores or at Timberland.com. 
Available in men's, women's, and youth sizes. Timberland, built for the bold. So, how were you able to make this 10K in that first week? Like, if it was so dramatically different, what what made you able to succeed? Oh, okay. I got good loads. And that's literally how I built my customer base. I accidentally got some really good loads off of a load board. And I liked the route. And so the guys that I was running, I just called back and said, hey, can we run these again? So I did that. And I took 10% of the bulk and I got $10,000. It was that simple. So the first time you went through the load board, the mm-hmm. second time you just went directly to Correct. them. So okay. you, dispatching is like the lifeblood mm-hmm. of the trucking industry. Um, we talked about the load board before. The load board is where everybody finds what needs to be moved, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you, whenever you transition to working independently, is there anything that you need to do to be able to get access to that? Like, how does that yes. work? Yes, you actually have to either have your own authority, which you'd have to have a truck or be a broker to get a dispatch, no, a load board, or you can use the carrier who you're dispatching for. You can use their load board, or you can actually, they've changed. Things have evolved. Dispatchers used to be hated in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, because, really? yeah, because brokers, we literally do the same thing that brokers do, except we don't touch the money. The carrier gets paid, they pay us. A broker, they get paid and they pay the carrier. So the way that this is legal, which is why the FMCSA has that big thing going on, the interim to where they're trying to shut us down. You said FMC? FMCSA, Federal Motor Carriers, Okay. blah, 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 the big boys. Yeah. They got this thing going now to where brokers are like, hey, dispatchers need to be shut down because they're paying to do what we do for free. You have to be, you have to have an authority, you got to pay a bond, you got to do all this extra shit to do what a dispatcher does and they hate us but they always have so yeah so do the so what makes the brokers like hate y'all so much though are they doing the same amount of work as y'all yeah okay okay so yeah. can we talk about the difference between a dispatcher and, and a broker, broker? Yeah. yeah okay as a broker i call a shipper and they give me like their freight right to move their freight I have to deal with drivers, mm-hmm. and I have to post them on a load board, and they might come pick them up. They might find a better load, and they might not, right? A dispatcher, I'm dealing directly with you. So you already know that I'm getting this load for you. You're going to go pick it up, and I'm going to do your next load. Mm-hmm. It's literally the exact same thing, except for a broker may get a, a carrier like once, twice, maybe three times. If they like the load, then they may go back and forth with them. But with a dispatcher, it's like a long-term relationship mm. because I keep you going. So is a broker, like, with a dispatcher, so neither of them are, like, forced to work with one carrier. No. no. So both of them can dispatch loads to any carrier for them. It's just that with a broker, I'm sorry, what was the main thing with them? They have to pay to do it. They have to get an authority and a broker bond. Gotcha. And you don't. Mm-hmm. And we don't. I got you. Yeah, That's kind of like loophole. When- it's kind of like wholesaling versus yes. uh, being a, real a realtor. Yes. Got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Loophole. Okay. So, of course, now that we have found that loophole, now it's like, hey, hold on. There's too many of too many in there. What are they doing? Yeah. They're ra- raising eyebrows now. So, yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Thank you for educating us on mm-hmm. that. So, your first introduction was through dispatching, right? No, no. My first introdu- introduction was through planning, working for somebody okay. else. Okay. But... Independently for yes, you with dispatcher. Yes. 
when did you start to scale up and start running your own trucks or outsourcing? How'd you, how'd you go there? All right. So I am nobody's fool. Mm-hmm. If I'm getting you $15,000 a week, right? I like what you're doing and you got a pneumatic trailer versus this dude over here. I'm getting about eight, 9,000. He got a flatbed. I'm going to fuck with this pneumatic. So I started taking my money and I started investing in my own equipment and I started securing the freight myself. And then I evolved and started bringing owner operators on underneath my authority, but that's something completely different, Mm -hmm. but it just evolved. The natural evolution of trucking is dispatching first Mm -hmm. because you learn how to do it. You got to get the loads, right? You got to get the loads. So you're building a relationship with shippers. Got to have a product. Yeah. They start, they start to actually depend on you. They start to fuck with you and they'll ask you to take on more. If you're making the money and you're building that relationship, common sense will be the next move to get some trucks of your own because you know the lane, you know how it works, you know the bag you're going to get. So that's what I did. I just took my time and let it <clears throat> naturally evolve. Got you, got you. So you already had the skill set of getting the loads. When it came to getting started with the trucking business, you had to go get your own authority. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to get the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can we talk about that process? Like yeah. how did that work? Getting your own authority, what what's needed to do that? Is it a It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. And I tell everybody if you cannot move your truck, don't get a truck. It's it's a big boy game. You can it's highly volatile, high risk, high reward when you own trucks. Because mm-hmm. you can make a lot of fucking money. And I mean a lot, but you can also lose everything you got. So if you're not educated, and I don't mean I took a course. I've been dispatching for like two days and shit. So now <laughs> I want to sell a course and buy a truck. No, you're going to fuck yourself. You have the to take, furus, yes, the fake gurus. Yes, you got to take your time. You have to actually get in it and learn how to do it or you're going to go bankrupt. Mm. The process of getting your own authority is a headache. I don't do well with legal shit, so you pay people. To get, pay people. I want to get my authority. Here you go. They set you up. BLC3 is all that good shit. Some companies will help you stay compliant. Compliance is a big thing as well. It's a lot. And all that is through the <laughs> FMCSA? Yeah. Gotcha. So you go to them, you apply, and just some different paperwork mm-hmm. forms. You can pay people to do that for you. It's best that you do. Best that you it's do. Best that you so do. typical costs. Like, $300 to start. That's not bad at all. Well, then you got to pay for your insurance. You got to pay for some filings here and there. But it's not a lot to start, honestly. Depends on your credit for your insurance and down payment on your truck. Could be anywhere from thirty five hundred to six grand. Gotcha. But that's just one truck too. So. so, so you have to get authority for each truck, or are you just... no one authority. Okay, you get one authority, and then you just slowly grow your fleet. I got you. What's up? So you're in the dispatching lane, recognize like, hey, wait a minute, I'm giving you checks for fifteen thousand dollars for this type of trailer. Yep. I'm gonna go get my own truck. I'm gonna get my own trailer. What was the next step for you? I'm going to take over this lane, and I'm going to stop charging y'all 10%. I'm going to charge 25%. And since I've done such a good job, we're not going to do 15. We're going to do 20,000 because you know I'm worth it. That's the next step. So how long were you doing the dispatching? I dispatched for about a good year before I took over some shit. Okay, so you did it it for a year, really learned it. But let me explain something to you. Mm -hmm. The power of relationships, networking. My friends that started at Schneider, they left and went to go work for the oil and gas companies Mm. that we were moving loads for. 
So I had some connections in certain places. So I'm going to also make sure y'all know that. That that was what I actually wanted to get into mm-hmm. was the power that you've been doing with the networking. I wanted to ask you, how often do you see new dispatchers call and request, hey, can I get this load again versus just playing the load board game? Mm-hmm. I think that that was one of the most pivotal things that you mm-hmm. said that I feel like a lot of people wouldn't be doing. I'm going to tell you something. Um, if you were to talk to anybody in my tribe, we literally have a saying within the group, call them hoes. <laughs> I do not teach them to start with a load board. You got, I give them over seven, 8,000 shippers. A lot of them I've done business with. Relationships mm. are already built. Call them. Number one, let's say if you knew when you on a load board. So I got Joe a load Monday, planned it out, get the next load Wednesday, planned it out, pick up a short load Thursday, then deliver and get a load Friday that deliver on Monday. If that nigga oversleep and fuck up on Wednesday, your whole week is going to shit. You got to start all the way over. Mm. You got to work smarter and not harder. So if you call shippers just for a little bit, they're going to give you a dedicated route to where you don't got to get on a load board extra early, call a thousand different brokers for these loads. They're going to say, hey, I need you to pick up on this day, this day, this day. You set up a nice backhaul, and that's it. Easy bag. What's a backhaul? A backhaul is a load that's going to get you back to go pick up the load. So you ain't uh, deadheading, as they call it, right? Uh Driving back. Because that's losing money in the trucking industry. Because if you just bring in your truck by itself back and you went, so I guess over the road, right? Mm -hmm. If you went to California, you rode back with nothing. You just losing fuel and you still got to pay a driver. Nobody would do that. (laughs) A lot of loads now, if I'm dedicated to you, they actually will pay you enough money to where you ain't really got to get a backhaul. But you mm-hmm. should. Really? Anyway. So dedicated routes are routes that once you built a relationship with a broker or, or a, a dispatcher, just shipper, a shipper, a shipper they're going to give you these routes on a consistent basis mm-hmm. versus you playing the low board game Correct. where you're waking up, what, four or five o'clock yes, in the morning early just to make sure that you can pick something. Mm-hmm. So that he might fuck up. You got to start over again and do it again. Like yeah. when you say he, you talking about your driver, Yep, your driver. So, okay, that's that's <laughs> that's the thing, right? So, driver management when it comes to this. So, whenever you started, did you start driving your truck yourself? I or was a, it? I don't have a driver's license, sir. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. So you know no CDL. No. Uh-uh. You've been able to scale this, this your fleet to what is is it a hundred and forty? She said mega fleet. I don't know if mega hundred mean a lot, nigga. <laughs> I think it's like hundred and forty plus, bro. Yes. So you've been able to scale to this with no CDL. Correct. That's amazing for one. Like the fact that you didn't have to get behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to finding reliable drivers, what's something that you could offer to the listeners here? Cause I know that's like I talk mm-hmm. to people in the trucking industry. It's that's like a contract their for real number estate. one. Yeah. Like gripe, they're like, man, I can't find a good driver to save my life. They're probably not paying enough. Mm. 
Um, if you, unfortunately, the drivers are the heartbeat to an owner. Like you got to pay them well. Mm-hmm. You got to pay them well. You got to respect their home time. Um, you got to give them something that is sexy. If I can come home every night, if I could be home on weekends, they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. If I get to do, let's say, teens where I go from one West Coast to East Coast, right, back and forth, you got to pay them a pretty penny to do that. Pay your fucking drivers. A lot of people that can't keep drivers ain't got no money to pay their drivers. They're trying to scrimp and save. They're trying to treat these niggas like they're working at a fucking warehouse, and they're not. Mm. CDL drivers have one of the most hardest jobs that I think in America or anywhere because it's international. They're lonely. They're out on the road. It fucks with their mental. It's a very hard job, extremely hard. So they should be paid handsomely. Gotcha. So gotcha. what? What's what's the industry average, and what were you paying to make yourself different? Um, for my fleet, for my guys that are in the oil and gas industry, I pay them thirty percent. If they stay with me for two years, I help them get a truck of their own. Yeah. And that means I'll pay half. You do half. I do half. I've treated my drivers so well that I've had the exact same drivers that started with me, and they put other drivers in their trucks. And how long have you been doing this? Over 20 years. <laughs> Got to let them know. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of want to go back to that dispatcher day. You took that year. You were stacking a lot of money, right? Because mm-hmm. I know you said you can lose your whole hat if yes. you do this incorrectly. I know right now on the Internet, people think and they see, oh, I can st- get started mm-hmm. with a thousand dollars no five, money actually yeah like nothing. They're, they're saying all of these things but they're not understanding the the war chest you gotta have just in case some shit do happen not just in case if when, when some shit do yes. happen cause we understand that any automobile if they on the road shit is gonna break yes yeah or wreck mm. or vehicular manslaughter mm. or your driver can do like what ours did and the road collapse underneath them <sighs> They roll down the hill, cost you five hundred thousand dollars out of pocket. Jesus, it's some Christ. big boy shit. Fuck, you just yeah. said the road collapsed under this man. Yeah, the road collapsed underneath him. It's like one of those roads that wasn't graded for a truck. Yeah, the guy who's supposed to tell them where to turn wasn't there that night, so he took the wrong turn. You can make a lot of money, but you can lose your ass. You should take your time. This is something that you want to take your time, like actually experience it and learn from your carriers. Learn what lanes you like to run. Learn what they don't like to deal with. Take your time. So I'm glad you, you're speaking on this, right? Because we talked about loads. We've talked about carriers. I guess first I just want to go back and say what identifies a good load, right? We talked about Ooh. what's a good load. Is it just price point? Is it the distance? What are what are factors that go into that? No touch freight is a good load. What Y'all, do you mean? Dollar General, they pay very well, but we cannot get. We had we had a contract with a friend of mine. We couldn't find nobody to get in the trucks because the drivers got to get out of the truck, go to the back of the trailer, and move all that shit down. Ah. The pallets. Yep. No touch freight is a good load. Um. So niggas just too lazy to get on pallets though. Niggas is too stupid because I, if as a driver, I would have got in there and hired a nigga to ride with me and paid him ten dollars an hour. That's what I would have did because we'd have paid you enough to do that. But whatever, neither here nor there. Hey, that's 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 just a hack. <laughs> Free gems. Yes, that's what I would have done. But 
mileage, you don't want to have to go too far because giraffe pussy is where fuel prices are right now. That fucking high. It's too fucking high. And if you're going across the world and you ain't getting the money to go across the world, you're going to end up paying $5,000 in fuel and only make about 8000 For one trip? Yes. You, that's losing money right there. Yes. Fuel is high, 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 high. So what I did was, for me, what's a good low right now? Intermodal. Lows going 30 miles, 40 miles. I think... Those are the ones where people can get back to the same day, right? No, no. That's the container loads, the port work. Rail and port work right now. He asked what's a good load. That's where you need to be at. Mm. Loads are not going no more than like Dallas to Houston or Dallas to Oklahoma, depending on what region or what gulf you're working in. They pay really, really well, and your fuel stays low. And the beauty of the ports is nine times out of ten, your drivers get to go home at night, and they off on weekends. For me, that's what a good load would be. Something that benefits myself and my driver and my wallet. Mm. So, I know you said flatbed. What was that called? I didn't say nothing about no flatbed. Earlier, you yeah, said you, you went from flatbed, flatbed to pneumatic. To, that's what the word. That was just a yeah, exactly. okay, a flatbed. What what you want to know about? What, I wanted to know about pneumatic. What is the pneumatic load? Because you said those was oh. like real high. What was that? The sand, oil, okay. and gas. Okay, for fracking oil and field. all of that. Gotcha. I got you. I'm okay, you. so we're talking oil field. There's different industries that you can mm-hmm. ship for. We've talked about Dollar General. They pay mm-hmm. well, but you got to do these things. So that's more the consumer staples, consumer goods, mm-hmm. oil and gas. Um, what is the most profitable industry, would you say, in Crude the trucking? Oil. Crude oil. Crude oil and from my friend Marcus, Blue Collar. Blue Collar CEO, shout out Marcus. He t- yeah. I'm not going to say what he told me because he told me not to say it on the internet. <laughs> hey, hey, sometimes Damn, you got to keep it away. Yeah. I understand. This, 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 he has some loads that are local. He, he focuses on the oil and gas yes. industry, right? But he got some new shit that's paying like 20 racks a fucking week. And they like local around here. Really? Yes. Damn. I'm a woman of my word. I'll tell you. Can, can, we, can we talk hey, after the end? I'm going to tell y'all later. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, but yeah, hey, yeah. Some I, things, I, the game is so not told in some sense. I'm trying to they, tell you. Yeah. Relationships are worth more than anything. But okay, so there are different industries in the trucking industry. Um, you found your way into the oil and gas mm-hmm. because that was one of the more profitable routes. So you start building out this fleet. Um, how long did it take you to scale? Because we talked about that too. You know what's crazy? I actually didn't get to 140 plus until I think it was 2020. Right before I had my first event, I have a couple of phones. One of them was ringing off the hook. I'm on live in my group. And I pick up my phone. I'm like, I'm annoyed. I'm like, hello. And it's one of my customers. She's like, I've been trying to reach you. We need 75 trucks. Damn. I was like, for what? And so she gives me the whole spiel. I'm talking about, she's on speakerphone on live. I went to go buy 75 trucks for what this lady offered me. So I just started to get to big boy numbers the last couple of years. I don't get a truck unless I have something to put it on. That's, that makes sense. That's really smart. Instead of buying the truck like the whole chicken before the egg yep. thing, right? I'm not going to go and buy, the, buy the, the truck if I don't have a load or a dedicated Correct. route to put it on. I'm just, I'm not, it don't make sense. And I'm not going to get a a truck if I don't know how to run my truck myself. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Because, again, it costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money. I'm, I'm somebody that's new. I'm just starting out. 
should I focus on getting a relationship with somebody prior to trying to get a truck or <clears throat> trying to get that dedicated route or mastering the load board? Stay off the load board, number one. Stay off Call the load board. Call them hoes. Yeah, there you go. See, you're a fast learner. <laughs> what, what are you using my load boards for? Stay <laughs> off the load board. <laughs> you want to stay off the load board. If you were looking to get into the industry, I'm only going to tell people what worked for me mm-hmm. and what made common sense. Um dispatching you want to start there and that's because again you get the experience you get the knowledge you get the money you build the relationships and from what you're doing on a daily basis you'll know what type of truck to get you'll know what type of lane you want to run you'll know what type of driver you want to hire because you've been doing it on somebody else's dime while still making a bag so start there start dispatching start there because you can learn and get paid to learn. A lot of money. I've made 19 millionaires from this. Damn. That's a lot of yams, though. So, it is. Uh, what, you I, got, what you got next? So, kind of like with continuing with what's the structure of the business, right? Now, you know, I've mastered that. What does it look like to actually run the fleet? What's some of the pieces that you need? Ooh. Do you need an ops manager? What compliance type of, what's your, safety. yeah, like need, what's all of those things that go into it? You need a driver manager. You need a compliance safety person. You need a sales guy or gal. You need a operations manager. You need accounting department. You need a good mechanic or a mechanic shop or own a shop like I do. You need um, dispatchers. Slight and flex. you need planners. I don't know if I said planners. You do. But yeah, you need planners too. So you that's need, like. You need a whole team. That's nine things. Mm-hmm. At what level do I need this? Am I doing this with 10 trucks or less? Or this is when I'm really scaling, scaling? What's up, my wealthy people? Hope that you're enjoying the show. Just wanted to give you a quick word from our sponsors. So if you're an accounting or finance professional, you're probably on the lookout for tools that won't just make your job easier, but will add value to your clients too. Today, we're highlighting one of those tools, JustWorks, a professional employee organization. So, with JustWorks, your clients get best-in-class payroll, HR tools, compliance support, and access to a rich suite of employee benefits all in one platform. JustWorks provides 24-7 expert support that's available both to your clients and their employers. As as a JustWorks partner, you get free third-party admin access to your client's dashboard, and seamless integrations with QuickBooks and Xero. You'll also get access to a partner relationship management tool for real-time updates and reporting on referrals. Plus, you'll get paid for all referrals to ju- that become JustWorks customers or for go the referral bonus and pass on the savings to your clients. Find out how JustWorks can help your clients by going to JustWorks.com partners. That's JustWorks.com partners. For more information. You'll know. And the only reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. I have people who have five trucks and they need a whole team. I got a girl that got 15 trucks and it's her and her sister doing it on their own. So it's really going to be dependent on you. What you good at. And, stuff yeah, like what that. you can handle. Gotcha. What you can manage. And, you know, let's be honest, VAs are a huge thing now. We got VAs that are helping people run their companies too, so. It's just going to be dependent on you and what you want to do. If your time is more important than you hoarding your business, I did that. <laughs> I got you. So for anybody so whenever who, you were first starting, you were, were you like very hands yes. on? Yes. Okay. So I want to talk about 
the effects of that, right? Oh my god! Because like you're you're a mother. Talk about it. You I was have, just about to say my kids. I, I, you're a mother. I, I understand. We we've been through this ourselves, where it's like you're working so hard in the business that it almost takes away from you working on the business I used and to your think, life, your personal life. I as used well. to think that you could not have both. You couldn't be successful and have a good love life. And I don't mean with the man. I mean with your loved ones, because I was so focused on my business. Every relationship suffered. Mm. And it's like, I had to make, I had to make a choice that most moms won't make. And it's like, I rather them, Cry in a Maybach versus cry in a Honda. She ain't capping the Maybach outside. She yeah. put up in it. I wanted my kids to, my kids are homeschooled. I wanted them to have a choice of what they wanted to do, when they wanted to do it, if they wanted to do it. Meaning I've planned for three generations. My kids don't never have to work. My kids' kids don't have to work. And you got another generation that don't. You don't got to do shit. You can either take the money that I've gotten for y'all and just be trust fund babies, or you could build a business. That was the life that I chose for my kids. I thank God for my oldest. Um, she's a phenomenal woman of God. She's the smartest person that I know. She helped me with both my business and my children, but I chose to be successful, and the, that relationship suffered. I don't go to visit people. I'm a loner, and I think it's because I focus so much on building my business that I'm like that. Um, people come visit me. I don't go visit people. Never. Ever. Mm-hmm. Including my parents. Question. So is it is it still like suffering? Because you said you used to think that you couldn't have both. So what what was the shift? What 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 made you think differently? Um in twenty twenty, my daughter had a breakdown. And it's like the oldest? No, my baby girl. And I completely snapped out of it. Um, I retired before I became the trucking guru. I only came out of retirement because people needed help. And I don't mean with the courses. I mean people need their hearts, their minds healed. A lot of people are broken, and it ain't because they don't have a bag. It's just a lot of bad things going on. So I focused on that. And it kind of take, it took the place of my actual business. And my daughter was like, no, I need you. And so I was like, shit, I had to step back and sit down because I got me a penthouse and everything. I left the kids at they little mansion. I feel like they, they got it. You know, my oldest is there. I was wilding, wilding because I had worked so hard. <clears throat> I worked so hard and I didn't even get to enjoy it. And so I had I looked up and re- realized I'd never even lived by myself. Mm. Like I've always had somebody stand with me, whether it be one of my kids or a family member or a sibling Somebody always lived with me. And so one year, I was just like, fuck it, I'm taking a break. And that was the year that my daughter said, no, you lost your fucking mind. Like, we dealt with you not coming to piano recitals. We dealt with you not coming to, because my kids do a lot of things around the holidays. I'm not Mm -hmm. there, I'm working. She's like, I've dealt with that. Like, I'm done. Like, I need my mom. So that's when things, like, was like, okay, bitch, you tripping. You really need to be thankful that you had your oldest to help with the kids, but you got to be a mom before it's too late. You know, they're going to get older, and what, I'm going to have my money? No, I want my kids to take care of me. Shit. They ain't going to fucking know you. You work so damn hard. Yeah. That work-life balance for me was never there. It was never. That's the only regret I have. That's real, though. I appreciate Thank you, you for sharing, sharing that, that yeah, yeah, honestly, because 
I think people do need to hear that, mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to building a business, because whenever we do talk about the success, the accolades, there's a work ethic that oh, yeah. or it comes with that. And with that work ethic, it requires sacrifices. It does. But you also have to look at what's the trade off and what's the benefits. So it's like, I appreciate you sharing that because mm -hmm. even on our own journeys, right, it's something that people can take from. It's like, OK, where can I find balance in that? And what am I willing to give up? Because yeah. you're going to have to sacrifice have something to. along the way. Because, like, to your point, while you may have missed the piano recitals and you may have missed a few things that may have meant something emotionally to them, you were able to provide a lifestyle mm -hmm. for them that they likely would not have had yeah. had you been able to go to all these things. Yeah, that's, and that's so true because instead of the recital, I bought your pianos. There you go. So, yeah, you're right. Mm. I just appreciate you sharing that, and I, I'm glad that we were able to have that conversation. Um, so... Now I kind of want to go back to you talking about that that route with the 75, um, 75 <laughs> fleets, yeah, right? Because yeah, I was like, oh, glance over that. <laughs> you feel me? Like, so they call you up and they say, oh, look, we need 75 trucks. Obviously speaking here, this is a seven or eight figure deal, right? Um, I want us to talk to you about negotiating these types of deals with people because- that's not something that our people talk about often, right? We talk negotiating seven figure deals with people. People think a million dollars is was that Dick Gregory clip. Every nigga I know want to be a millionaire, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, but negotiating seven figure deals that sounds unrealistic to a lot of people. So I want to talk to you about what does it look like to negotiate those deals and what factors play into it, specific to the trucking industry. Okay, so each one will be different. Mm -hmm. For me, this specific deal. You got your calculator? Uh, calculator man. Who is that? The calc. She called me, and I knew that I had her because of the words she said. They only want you. They want to pay you $3,500. It's like 75 trucks and for five, a five-year contract, right? So I said, well, can you do 4500 You already told me they, they want me. A, 40, a load? Yeah. That's per week? No, per load, brother. They might run multiple loads in a week. Okay. Okay, okay. I ain't going to get too granular on it. <laughs> when we get off of here, I'm going to show you the video. Okay. It actually happened live. Um, she came back and said, we'll do 4500 So, let's just say they do one load. 75 trucks, $4,500. That's 337000 $337, in five. If if things run properly, we don't have wireline issues. They'll run six days, through time six. That's two million twenty five thousand dollars in a week. Jeez. You know why people don't understand that that type of shit is like easy? Because people don't truly understand that transportation. Why do y'all think these Caucasian people pass down trucking companies to their kids? Because this is the lifeblood of our economy. If truckers said, fuck y'all, yep. I'm not going to do nothing. Everything we, stops. We would be in shambles as an economy. That shit happened in Colorado whenever they was trying to charge that man. Yeah, you, yeah. you wouldn't be and able to wipe your going, ass, bro. Niggas stopped going through Colorado. I think they actually got the, the charges reversed and stuff, right? Yes, we did. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. 
In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You yes, wouldn't be did. able to do nothing. Your, your groceries. Really? Mm-hmm. Your every basic necessity in no, your not, life. Not, not basic necessity, baby. Everything. Everything that we have to touch, drink, shit, sleep on, walk on. Everything come in on the truck. People can't fathom the money in transportation because they don't understand that I believe J.B. Hunt did $17 billion. Um, I had it on my phone the other day. I was looking at, cause those are who. That's what I'm trying. I'm I'm coming for them. These other companies are doing billions every fucking year. Was was JB Hunt? I seen them. That's it's one, with the, the orange old, trail. The old, no, that's um, Schneider. Okay. JB Hunt has the yellow swipe on the side of it. I got you. Why do y'all think Amazon went from the little expedite, the little little shit? Caravans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, so yeah. the, uh, what was it called? Um, last, last mile delivery. There it is. Yeah. They now do semi. They now do plane. They now do train. They touch every. That's what I'm. That's my next goal for my tribe. I want us to touch every leg in logistics. I want us to do the trains, the planes, the ships. semis. Sh- yep. Cargo ships. All of that. People don't understand the power of transportation because they are too ignorant to just Google. I mean, they should have understood it from what happened whenever the Suez Canal got backed up. That's because too of... Too ignorant to just Google. And I'm saying, as a nigga, if you don't want to sit up and read all this shit, go to what... Who made the most money in trucking last year? It's going to show you these motherfuckers is doing billions. And it's easily done because they've been doing it forever. They got the operation, but the chain of command I just told you about, they got all that. That's like four generations in for most of these companies. Mm. We don't know that. So we think, oh, shit, I, they, we can't do millions. We can do billions we, in trucking. We think trucking and we think I got to be the person that's driving, driving the truck. Or a broker. We automatically think that. But I also think it's. What I said earlier, you know, people thinking no money down and I can just do this fast. Yeah. But as you stated, you were 20 years in before you even doubled your fleet. So you had 75 before that. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something. I have trucks that are just sitting. I don't even count those. Hmm. My lovely man. (laughs) We got more trucks just sitting. I'm not ready to even deal with them trucks yet. People think that this is a get rich industry and it and it can be if you do it the right way it's not get rich quick it's a get rich industry yes Mm. you caught that it ain't quickly because i didn't even realize i made my first couple of million until somebody needed to borrow money and i went to the atm and i was like what the fuck and i literally went in the bank and they was like well whose money is it and i was like what's mine if it's in there but i didn't i didn't realize because the money come in that fast but you work so much you don't realize how much money you fucking getting not if you really don't just want to be doing. You're too busy working. But if you work, it'll change some shit. It really will. Hmm. Easily. That's the key part is work. Mm-hmm. Hard work. You just want to get millions of dollars and think it's just going to be somewhere. It's like, man, I just 
I did it once and then I'm up. Nah, nah that's not the case. Uh-uh. Nah, especially when insurance is at least $900 a truck if you have more than 20 trucks. You got four to five, it's 1200 $1,300 each. Like, it's a lot of expenses in this That's shit. why DeMarco told us yeah. he did that group insurance where he would get other people and they'll just... You know DeMarco? I'm sure you know DeMarco. I don't. I In Atlanta? We got to connect Metro, y'all. Yeah, is it Metro Max? Uh, Metro, Metro, Metro Max Trucking. We follow each other. I always like his stuff. He always posts the yeah, funniest shit. I ain't going to lie. He, he cold. No, we got, we got to connect y'all. That that Y'all are both like titans of industry, and I love it. Yeah. So, Kieran, I kind of want to go to what you talked about with you coming out to start helping people, right? Uh-huh. So, now you have, you said 19, 19 mentees. Million. My count was 18, so I'm off by yeah. one. 19 mentees who've reached millionaire status to be to create this billion dollar tribe of black owned trucking people. So, mm-hmm. first off, just amazing congratulations on that. That's that is astounding. That's creating wealth in our community for families in our community. And I, I genuinely appreciate that. For, so, what was the thing that made you decide, like, I need to pass the ladder back down and start helping other people? At one point, I was extremely selfish. Nobody knew that I had as much money as I have. And I mean, my family included, nobody fucking knew. Because remember, I built a life and I was by myself. Mm-hmm. So they knew that I was okay. I never asked nobody for shit. If somebody needed something, I'd help out. But nobody knew how wealthy I was. So I'm sitting at the house, my feet in the pool, with the baby on my lap, my sister's baby. And I'm scrolling and I see, uh, I think it's Start a Black Business, that page. Mm-hmm. And they posted something about a broker agent working from home. And the post said a broker agent makes, I think it was like sixty five thousand. Anything trucking, I like it. I post, I comment, I support it because I love trucking. It literally saved my life. So I made a comment that this is phenomenal. My agents actually make more because they do. If anybody need help, let me know. Because people were commenting that they liked it. And I was like, if y'all need some help, let me know. So I started getting DMs and I started responding to DMs and people started saying, Well, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, we could talk. There was one lady that called my phone. And she was whispering when she called my phone. I had talked to hundreds of people, literally hundreds of people. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? So I even started looking at other people who were teaching the space that I was in that I was talking to them about. When she called my phone, and it's me, my sister, my brother's ex-wife, and one of my friends. And I'm like, what are you whispering for? And she's like, I'm going to call you when my husband leaves. I was like, okay. So we drinking. It's Monday. We're chilling. I'm like, I wonder what she's going to say. I'm thinking it's some different shit. Like, maybe she just, I don't know. When a lady calls, what she says, like, floors me. She's in an abusive relationship. She just wants to get the fuck away. This seemed like something she could do, yada, yada, yada. So I called the person that's in my tribe, the dude that I'm talking about that I grew up with, Nate. I called him. He went to go get her and her kids, put her in the house, got her some stuff, helped them start a new life. But I taught that lady how to truck. That lady made me realize that there are so many people because other people have phenomenal stories and needed a lot of help. Like Miss Tracy Jackson out of New York, her son has a very rare disease, a very rare condition. So I helped her start an association for him, even helped her learn how to truck. Right. I had been sitting with my feet in the pool for all these years, not knowing that so many people needed somebody to turn around and say, hey, you know, you can actually get a bag doing this and it don't cost you shit. Don't gotta have no credit. People actually needed help. And I had closed myself off from the world that when I got those calls and those text messages, 
I told God I didn't even want to do this. I never wanted to be the trucking guru because I know my attitude. I would slap a bitch real quick. And people got Twitter fingers. And online, they say what the fuck they want to say. Most of us talk regular mm-hmm. on the and internet. They, you ain't never lying. Like, I won't pull up to an event and beat your ass because I will. So I knew I know who I am. I know God's still working on me. But I knew that the need to help, that that was bigger than my stupid, bad attitude. So I started helping. I never in my life thought that those few people would turn into over five, 6,000 people that I've helped. Never would have imagined that I would have, I would have created 19 millionaires. Like that was like, what the fuck? The biggest cherry on top. I never knew that I would help somebody with depression. I had a lady that. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Message me just saying I could do this. I was planning to kill myself. And if I could plan this, then I could do what you're trying to teach. Mm. I had a lady that unfortunately just passed, but she left a comment. She would always comment, text me, call me, would always talk. Her name is Miss, was Miss Sabrina. And she said, Your lives have gotten me through so much. The live the last live that I remember her being on, she died the next day. Damn. And I did not want to go live. I, it's actually where I have this shirt on, but it's like with the red on it. It's re- recently just happened. So many people, like when I met my my tribe members at the boot camp we had last weekend, just the genuine thankfulness. Um, Delisa, who's a girl in my tribe, she told them to let's write Kiera a letter. Like I can't even get through the letters. Like it, I, I start bawling. You be teary-eyed. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's like a fountain because I never knew that, me just helping with inspire and actually change people's lives. So I'm thankful that I did it, but that's why I did it. Cause people asked me to, and I said, okay, I will. That's awesome. It is awesome. Creating impact. Mm-hmm. Impact over influence is yes. a, the, the way it's going. Like you influencer is a iffy term, but seeing that you can impact people's lives, mm-hmm. that's where it really is. I'm glad that it was able to, I'm sorry that some of the things have been kind of sad, but yeah. glad that it's been, something that you can use to change others' lives. So when it comes to people coming into your community uh, and you starting to educate them, what does that look like? What what do you, I know you mentioned starting off in dispatching, right? Mm-hmm. Is it different levels that like when people come in or? We actually have TTG University and this month we're actually revamping it to mm-hmm. where we have the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior to where we can teach people on different levels mm. and my black shirts will all be helping to teach everybody. So it would look like somebody entering the university, but it's going to be dependent on where you're at. Cause I got some people who just need help and they own a fleet of trucks. So they get the course. They're part of the tribe. They don't belong with somebody that has no understanding of what a drive in even is. So we're, we're, we've created the university and that that's going to be where folks will start. And it's going to be dependent on their knowledge where they would need to jump in. Awesome. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. So when does the revamp launch and how can they get access to it? 
I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I'm gonna say January first. We're trying. To, we're pushing for New Year's, mm-hmm. New Year Day. But when trucking calls, I answer. So let's just fingers crossed. <laughs> I got you. Fingers crossed. Okay. And I kind of want to ask about, are you just trucking now or did you diversify uh, into different assets? How are you investing to keep your money growing? Because I know you say you're good for the next three generations. What did that hey look man, like? You're jumping the gun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, well, go to your damn question. <laughs> <laughs> you're jumping the gun, dog. This is the ending question. You're trying to steal from me. <laughs> I'm not trying to steal from you, man. Duh. So, actually, what I did want to ask about next was the current economic times, right? We're entering into a recession. Mm-hmm. Government finally coming in out and saying, yeah, guys, it's actually a recession. We've been knowing it was a recession since earlier this year. Um, some of my friends that's in the industry, they started talking about, like, kind of like the loads mm-hmm. being worth less, fuel being worth more, um, being costing people more. So I wanted to ask you, as somebody who's been in the industry for two decades at this point, um, some tips to surviving in this type of economic environment. And not just surviving, but thriving in the industry in this type of environment. I was talking to Boss Man Brewster about this um, last week, and it actually just came up on accident. Um, Shout out to Brewster. Yes, Talk heavy. Talk heavy. Big reform. Got to say that. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> we got to get Brewster on this. Yes, you soon. do. Yes, you do. But we were talking about how we were paying for so many different things, and we didn't even know. So, number one, trimming the fat, cutting down on things that you don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, certain systems that people are putting in place because they think it simplifies things. I say that because Frank is sitting over there. He always wants a new system for something. Shit's is expensive. <laughs> they always made us an app for that. Fuck that app. Get a paper and pen. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and I'm not playing. I'm dead ass. Hey, it's, after, it's like $2,000 a month for some of this shit. Yeah. That's expensive. Trim the fat. Yes. Um, if you got trucks that are not moving, reduce your insurance um, so you can save money. Um, what else? When you say reduce, like just cut the insurance on the truck since it's not. No, no, no. Don't cut it. You can't do it. Yeah, I would say you get fined for that shit, right? Not if it's just sitting. You actually can lower your insurance. Okay. You can lower your insurance. Get you a good insurance agent. I have one. If anybody needs one. Very good. He will help you trim your fat. Don't just go online and buy it. Talk to a person. Yes, yes. Call them hoes. Yes. There you go. (laughs) Okay. You're learning. You're picking up. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um. Over-the-road things are not as lucrative as they once used to be. It goes back to what I said previously. You got to be able to pivot if you want to not just stay afloat but thrive. By pivot, what the fuck is making money right now? Intermodal. You may have to leave the comfort of Texas. New Jersey got loads that paid. I think it's like three miles for $1,300. Like, it's some crazy shit out there. Wait a minute. That is crazy. Yeah. Rewind that shit. You said three miles for $1,300? You ain't even got to worry about a load, on a backhaul at that point. And remember what I told you? Some loads, you don't have to worry about a backhaul at all. You got to deal with congestion at the port, though, but you still can knock out two, three of those. Mm. Easy. You have to be able to pivot within the industry. Just because you ran mail all your life don't mean that's what you should be doing still. If mail loads, number one, do not pay like they used to and fuel is higher than it's ever been. This is the first year that I myself didn't see an actual peak season. This is never unheard of. I've never seen this before. You're talking about like holiday peak season? Yeah. I just mean things are about to get ugly. Mm. 
They really are. I, and I could see the trucking industry being one of the first where we would be able to see that because, yeah. again, it's the lifeblood of the economy. Mm-hmm. We have a, a crazy. UPS and FedEx came out and said this shit, though. So you know I ain't lying. Shit finna get real interesting. There there was not a, a, a traditional peak season like for the holiday rush and shit. They just did not have it. And then when they used to send out the emails for certain things like the UPS runs, FedEx runs, that didn't happen until probably two, three months later than normal. And I've always seen the emails for years and swipe right past them. But I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck is going on? I kept telling Frank, this is something that's in the air. Something is in the air. While I'm saying that, there is a new, and it's not new to the world, it's just new to me, because Intermodal is new to me. There is a certain lane that's going to pay retarded. Is that the one that you're talking about? No. Off camera. No, this is, this is a different one. Oh, oh okay. Can we share this one? For, no. Oh, <laughs> okay. Take my shit. Hey, <laughs> y'all better join T. <laughs> there it is, because the tribe know. Join it. The tribe knows they're going to be doing it with us. But... Different areas that I've never even knew that were thriving in trucking are starting to, like, poke their heads. Mm. So there's still a lot of good things out there. Um, People just have to do their due diligence. They need to do their research, research the market, check out Freight Waves. They have a lot of good information all the time. Freightwaves.com? Mm-hmm. Free game. To help you stay, yeah. Freight Waves is a phenomenal way to track the industry, what's what's going on, what's going down. Um, you said waves as waves. Okay, mm-hmm. great. They do a like it kind of reminds me of the um, what's the thing you always talk about? Stock markets. Okay, yeah. Yeah. analytics and like it's like that mm-hmm. going gotcha. through charts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. And then they talk to different people in the industry, so check that out. But there are different ways to to thrive still because again, y'all still need shit. <laughs> we still got to bring it to you. You are right. <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. Life gonna keep lifing. It is. It's just getting a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested to see how 2023 gonna play out. Me too. A lot of a lot of concern. Uh, I know one thing. You talk about the stock market. It's a chart that I saw that was like one of those things that it sticks in my mind. It was ingrained like the early 2000s of the levels that um one of the 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 stock exchanges is at uh, the Nasdaq, the Nasdaq at like early 2000 was like at all-time highs during the dot-com bubble. And it took like 15 years for it to recover. So it's like, I wonder if we're in a situation similar to that because, you know, history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. Mm. And if it's like one of those situations where it's like, hmm, if we are at like crazy overvaluation like that, what does this recovery period look like? But at the same time, recessions are the best time to build wealth. If you're able to hoard cash and you're able to, Buy assets while they're at a discount. Pennies on the dollar. You gonna be you gonna be winning because like I was talking to my little sister earlier. She was like, "I'm scared to buy a house right now." Everybody's saying don't buy a house. I'm JP like, Morgan just said they buying a mm-hmm. billion dollars of single family homes. Why would they do that? Why would they do that if everybody's telling you not to buy? Like you, we gotta stop being so scared as a people mm. to make moves whenever moves are supposed to be made. Mm-hmm. Whenever we've been saying this yeah. shit for years now, we've been doing this podcast for years, right? Be be fearful when others agree. The great Warren Buffett quote. But when it's time to actually be greedy, when people are scared, you gotta hoard that. Shit. You now we getting scared. It's like nah, now's the time to this, make this moves. game time. Ain't it's no time, time to be pussy. Whenever it's whenever all this bad stuff does start to happen, 
now is our time to, to actually start building that generational wealth. I also think that if people were wise, and people are going to hate me for this. Okay. If people were wise and reelected Trump, we would not be in this shit. So, you know, it's funny. I start hearing more opinions like that. And I'm personally, um, I'm not, I don't lean either way when it comes to politics. I don't believe that the Democratic Party has benefited black people in At any all, way, shape, ever. or form. Uh, and I think that we are married to them in a non-beneficial mm-hmm. way. I so, why you the, Go look up the Democratic Party pre-Civil War. Oh, yeah. Like before, go go look about, that shit up. Yeah, it, it flipped. It was pre-Reconstruction. It, it flipped. Like, but the Democratic Party, like black people is married in this room. It's so ridiculous to me. Like whenever Joe Biden went on the Breakfast Club and said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. The audacity <laughs> of that moment in itself was like, you mean to tell me you'll say some shit like this, but then you won't offer any actionable plan you to do you anything for our the community? Who got the economic plan? Whilst Trump did a lot for the black community, he said some racist shit. I voted comment. Oh, Trump! Trump! He did this. He said some crazy I'm, shit. I'm he said some wild I'm, shit. I'm gonna say this. I'd rather the motherfucker say something exactly. to my face. But y'all also have to remember if. When have we ever had a president where the fucking news tried to make you hate that person? When have we ever had that? Kier, you say some shit right now. We've never, ever, ever had that. Don't, now, Fox News did try to talk shit on Obama, Obama but that was yeah. just Fox News. That, man, that's just because he was black. I'm talking about to where all of the major heavy hitters tried to make this man look like an idiot, a fool. Where the Make America Great thing was spent. Fuck the fact that we are the largest food exporter. Fuck the fact that we don't make anything that we need to survive, which is why we're about to hit a major food shortage. We don't even make aluminum anymore here. We don't even make neon here anymore. A lot of things that he was trying to fight to keep here to make America great. They spend it to where, oh, he's a racist. Make America great means the white people. That man was hanging with niggas before he was the president. So how the Talk fuck is he it. racist now? Every rapper Come in the on, early man. 2000s loved Donald Trump. Exactly. It's for a reason. He's a very good businessman, and America is a business. And we we have given away so much. That's why shit is about to hit the fan. Because the man that tried to stop it, they tried to usher his ass up out of there. Mm. But what do I know? Hey, definitely, hey, I'm not like I said. I don't lean either way, but I'm never. I was never one of the people that demonized Donald Trump for that very reason. Because there's certain things that he's saying that's making sense, especially in the macroeconomic environment. We start talking about global economics. China is on the rise because all the shit that we don't mm-hmm. do, they do. They, do. They're exporting <laughs> exactly. They're exporting everything exactly. Oh, so I, it's 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 so much, and it's so many facts. That I have on things that he's done for the black community that never ever reached the news, not once. It's like hidden shit. You got to be in a certain tax bracket to know that. Do you? Can you? Can you share one of them? I tell you offline. All right, that's a bad then. Um, I know we are going to have to start shifting into our last questions that I can now start. Okay. Asking. All right. Let, let me ask my first yeah. one. Um. So, Kiera, mm-hmm. uh, since Jalen was jumping the gun early, I just got <laughs> to ask my question. Um, so, what are you doing with your money to make sure that you don't go broke again? Paying somebody to take care of it because I can't. 
I got somebody to handle my money. I'm not a money girl. I just elaborate, make money. elaborate on that. I will buy a lot of cake with my money. So I pay somebody to take care of my money, to manage my money for me. What they do with it is none of my business. Why do I say that? Because they've handled my shit for 15 years flawlessly. Not a dime missing. And it's quadrupled. So I, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Money management has never been my thing. I'll pay for the whole tribe to go to fucking Cabo, Mexico, uh, Fiji. Like, we'll be all around the world fucking with me. So, no, you got you to gotta know your strengths and your weaknesses. Mine was never money management. And, y'all, unfortunately, I'm only educated when it comes to trucking. I don't know, like, financial literacy. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just know to, to pay the folks that do. So, how are you vetting the person that you are paying, though? That's my a parents, good question. Okay. My parents, um... They're not filthy rich, but they're well off. My dad is a business owner. He did very well for himself. So my dad's always had, I almost said something that was racist. My dad's always had a nice guy that he's known that has helped us with a lot. Okay. That's a bit. Yep. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I knew, I knew. That's what I was about to say. You didn't stop myself. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. But I don't think they heard me, though. Like, I, I whispered. That's what I was, that's what I was about to say. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna let you, you ask your three. Question, no, right? I'm gonna let you ask your three. I'm a, I'm about to dip out real quick. I'm about to grab our, our next guest. Okay, but I'll be back. All right. So while he gets out of the camera frame, <laughs> so I have three questions I like to ask as well. My first one, you kind of already just alluded to. It. Are you frugal or are you a flexer? <clears throat> I'm a frugal flexer. <laughs> Are you a frugal flex? You can't even say that shit straight. I'm, and I, and it's, it's so crazy because there are some things that I just, I don't even think about. And then there's something like, I'll be like, wait a minute, how much that cost? And he'll be like, what? Did you really just ask that? Can you give us the flip flop between those two things? Um, The casino. <laughs> you go you go spend a bag at the casino? But I, I hit big, so I, I will. Um, my kids, my God, my kids have free free reign of our fun account. We have a fun account. Mm-hmm. I let them do what they like. Um, I spoil my nieces, my babies. <laughs> I spoil them to death. Um, and what you what you be like? Okay, wait. What was? How much was that shit? Goddamn light bill. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to them, man. Them light bills been hitting. <laughs> man, try having a house that's more than seven thousand square foot. It does. Jesus. We um. You can't switch some of that shit to solar. Well, you can. You can, but we're getting a house built. Okay. So I'm excited. We ha- we're we getting a, a compound built. A compound? Mm-hmm. Damn. A compound? Wait, what I walk in on? <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting a home built. Um, the goal is eventually for us to have our space, um, some siblings and some parents, and then um, on the other 50 acres, I want, like, my tribe stuff. Oh, like that's a, legacy. A, yeah. I want to do a school. I want to do truck driving schools. Um, some I got some dope shit I'm doing. That's hard. In, t- in, in the yes. Dallas, ooh, that's hard. Of course, talk heavy. Yes, nowhere, nowhere <laughs> but Texas. I'm, I'm telling you, we gonna get that on the board, but we can get Bruce to record that for. We gonna put that as a thing. This nigga, I'm gonna yeah. tell him to. So, my next question, I think you kind of already answered this too. Though was, how are you making sure that your money does pass down to the next three generations? Um, again, I believe the proper word is estate planning. Mm-hmm. That's what we've done. Okay. So my, my estate is planned out very well. Um, as you're asking me this, I believe I probably need to teach my oldest to do some things 
because I mean, God forbid my father passed, but my dad, my dad is in charge of a lot when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my father is one of the greatest men. And it's my stepdad. He's one of the greatest men that I know. And um, I trust his word, like, foolishly. Like, so he got the right people to make sure our money does what it's supposed to do. Okay. Um, again, that ain't what I, I don't, I don't know nothing about that. I got you. I just know my daddy's a care of it. Okay. <laughs> and spoiled radish as that sound. <laughs> no, that's hey, good. No, but I, I appreciate that you know your strengths mm-hmm. and you play to those exactly. in the, the trucking industry. And like, and we, I knew y'all were going to intro of our show. Like you don't have to know everything. Yeah. And you I just don't. have to know the basic concepts and you need to know what you do. Yeah. Exactly. And you need to pray and ask God for the right people in your corner. Amen. So you can trust them and trust them to do their job. That's a fact. Last question for me is, do you have life insurance? Um, we have life insurance policies. We got the kind that I've seen people talk about now where you can borrow against them. Uh-huh. The, the big ones. That's why whenever I get a dude, we run thorough background checks so they don't try to offer me for my money. Especially the life insurance policies. Okay. That's that's some dope shit. Okay. Yeah. If you want to learn more about the life insurance policies, <laughs> y'all go back to the previous episode, right? Because our boy Jake was kicking a lot of game on them. Oh, yeah. That one about the whole infinite yep. banking, whole life policies. Yep. Awesome. I'll let you go with your last question. Oh, oh man, I don't have no more questions, oh, okay, brother. Okay, yeah, okay, that was okay. it. But right. Kiera, I definitely, definitely appreciate you joining us on the show. For anybody that's interested, uh, can you please tell them how they can follow you? How can they join the the TTG? If, if, and if just for the BWR listeners, we could do something special for them. Oh yeah, whatever you want to do, let me know. We can do okay. half off. We can do we got a lot of good shit. We whatever the fuck okay. you want to throw at them, okay. I got you. Hey. But my shit is easy. I'm the trucking guru across all social media platforms. And if you want to join the tribe, you just go to the link in my bio on IG. Boom, so you have it. We'll we'll get like a, a link too that we can just throw in the back uh mm-hmm. bottom of our stuff. Yeah. Cool. For sure. So um Kira, thank you again. This thank has been amazing. So yeah, I'm great. so glad that great we can make this connection. Thanks, we definitely got to do this again. I want to talk to you some more just in Dallas to see how we can add value to anything that you have going cool. on. Because, it. like, again, your name has come up in so many rooms. Um, I think Cosign Awards last year, two-time award winner. Shout out yeah, to Cosign yeah. Magazine. You in Dallas, you thank know who they is. We're going to get KG on this joint eventually, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, two-time award winner. Glad that we could be in the same rooms and just finally make this connection. So Thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed myself. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself And thank you for sharing all the information that you did Anytime So before we get up out of here y'all Y'all know what we gotta do A couple house cleaning items Y'all make sure y'all left that 5 star rating review Before y'all dip out Y'all know that this podcast provided you with some value. If you're in the trucking industry or interested in it or know somebody. I know we got some truck drivers listening to this too. So Make sure that you send this to somebody that can benefit from this information. Because we don't want our people just being in positions where we're working in the business and not on the business. Because if we're talking about wealth, right, we're going real basic. Going back to the book that started it for us, Cash Flow Quadrant. We're trying to be on the right side, not the left side. We don't want to be no employees and self-employed people. We want to be business owners and investors. Yes, sir. So send this information to people. She, Kiera, has built Billion Dollar Tribe, eight, 19 mm-hmm. mental mentees who hit the million dollar mark and like created millionaires. So this is valuable information. Make sure you're sharing it with people. Um, what else you got for them, Jalen? Uh, y'all, make sure y'all join the uh, financial 
the Invincible Challenge that's happening this week. Uh, so when this drop, this will be on that Wednesday. Make sure y'all can still tap in. Y'all get access to all the back catalog as well. It's only $97. Make sure y'all get that. Um, and y'all be on the lookout for what we got planned for next year. Ooh, I just next want y'all to know it's some pressure. pressure. Um, all I know we is We haven't pressure. been vocal about some of the stuff that's been going on, but we rearranged a lot of shit, got through a little rough patch in the business, and now it's really time to turn up and really kill 2023. So uh, I know we're talking about it's going to be a rough year, but we're going to make this shit spectacular. So y'all be on the lookout for that as well. Watch us thrive through the, the down economic times. Hell yeah. But until That's next time, y'all, this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Peace. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.